When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And yes, it's another episode of Unchained. Zolgad here back in the uh, Frigid Twin Cities. Patrick Royce in Florida. What's going on down there, sir? The Detroit Tigers are visiting uh, Hammond Stadium and Fort Myers for the first time since 2006. Hmm. The first time they have been down here from Lakeland. And uh, Patty Cream, who runs the ticket office downstairs, I think I introduced you to her, uh, all of a sudden in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of January, all these people, when the ticket windows opened, all these people started coming up and asking for the Monday Tigers game, and they couldn't figure out why. And then they realized it's all Michigan retirees who live down here who haven't had a chance to see the Tigers in 13 years, and they don't care if they're rebuilding. They just want to see that wonderful Tigers logo. So uh, they're uh, so this is a sellout. They had 8,900 yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mostly Blue Jays fans, and they're going to have 8,900 again today, mostly Tigers fans. So we found the key to spring training. Get some poor club to make a long bus ride to the fort, and you'll fill up the stadium. Well, Lakeland better get used to it, though, Detroit, because the Braves are leaving uh, Disney World, which is their one close team. They're going to be here next year at Northport, which is 15 minutes from Port Charlotte. So basically, any trip the Tigers want to make is either going to be through the Tampa traffic, you know, you can go yep. to Tampa, you can go to St. Pete, Dunedin, Clearwater, but you got to fight that traffic every morning, or go over to Jupiter, which is about as far as it is here. Now, what they're doing this time, and it works out for Gardner and his coaches, uh, they're playing twice down here. They're playing the uh, Twins today. They're playing the Red Sox tomorrow. So the staff is staying over, and then they got an off day Wednesday, so Gardy can finally use the very nice fishing boat he bought and then took the Tigers' job and uh, doesn't get to use it. So uh, they're going to be out on the Gulf fishing Wednesday, so that works out for them. And next year, I would imagine, uh, if they come down here, they'll be like playing uh, both uh, Tampa and the Braves and staying overnight. What they do is... Uh, they, you know, they bring two buses, they send a busload back, and then another busload mm. comes down early tomorrow morning for the Red Sox game. But the staff stays, and it's quite an old home week here. Although, there's certainly not as many people for 
to come over and greet Gardy as there were when he uh, left in 2014 uh, with the entire new administration. But a lot of the underling type people, the doctors and the and the, well, not underlings, but the doctors and the therapists and the trainers and the equipment guys were over there saying hello to him this morning. And well, by the way, Gardy came rolling in in his new huge Harley tricycle, as he calls it, because it's uh, got two back tires, so he can. So he doesn't have to put his foot down at the stop sign. But it's a beautiful machine, and he's got a house 15 minutes from here. So they came over last night, and he came puttering over in his Harley this morning at 930. So So he kept the house, though. Yeah, well, because his daughter works down here. So his, his daughter lives for free in his house here. Yep. No, Toby. Toby lives for free in his house here. Toby is managing Fort Myers this year, so he lives in his house free. And then his daughter lives in his house free up in Lake Elmo, I believe. And uh, one year, in 2015, the first year he was uh, after he got fired, he was an Arizona bench coach. Mm-hmm. His son was living for free because he was coaching here, uh, not managing. His uh, daughter was living for free in his other house. And then he was paying rent to Morneau to live in his condo in Arizona. <laughs> so he had Morneau's wow. condo. So he was he was paying rent and not collecting any. He said that was a very bad deal. Anyway, Gardy looking good. His weight's still down and uh, and uh, thinks he's got a little better ball club this year. Cabrera's back at this point and uh, playing a little first, playing a little uh, uh, DH, and actually made the trip today. He's uh, he's on the trip. He was the first guy to walk in the clubhouse. So. Cabrera's uh, there? Yeah, Cabrera. Holy, wow. Cabrera, Cabrera has seen this park now more than Joe Maurer ever saw Park, Char- park Charlotte. That's a half hour away. You so. got that right. So anyway, yeah, he made the trip. Huh. So he's uh, he's supposed to be a hell of a guy. So it would it would not only hitting-wise, but uh, 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 everything-wise would help a lot if he was around. You know, not only were they bad in rebuilding last year, but they got all kinds of bad injuries, too, so. Yeah, Cabrera got hurt against the Twins, right? Swinging? You know, and the, yes, and the thing about this division, the AL Central, is you don't have to be real good. Mm-mm. You know, this if is you true. come close to winning half of them, you're in the race till the middle of September, right? How good do you think Cleveland is? I don't, uh, they got really good pitching, but have you looked at their lineup? You look what they've done to their outfield. Mm-hmm. Their starting outfield is Greg Allen, he can't hit, uh, Leonis Martin. Martin, Leonis Martin, that Cuban who's been kicking around forever, he can't hit. And that Tyler Naquin, who was good three years ago and then had a lot of injuries, that's their starting outfield. They uh, they have uh, really let their lineup deteriorate. They've lost seven, eight important, and their bullpen, too. I mean, uh, uh, Cody Allen's gone. Uh, Andrew Miller's gone. Uh, who else? They've, they've, you know, they're... I don't know why when Kluber's getting near the end, Bauer's near the end, and he's, you know, that they don't take one more shot, that they didn't take one more shot this year, right? Yes. This is it. You're going to win the division. You're going to be in the playoffs. With that pitching, you got a chance, you know, spend $140 million and put your best lineup on the field and, and then let it – then. Turn it over when your pitching leaves. They didn't want to though. They definitely didn't no, want to. No, they had owner Dolan as a they. He's a cheapo. So anyway, so but, which, so which team? It's it's there's a difference between being cheapo right. with the Twins pitching 
and being cheapo with Cleveland's pitching. Well, know? yeah, when you got one more shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. I mean, that's true. Unreal. You let them all go, though. So, well, anyway. so beyond Cleveland, then, do the Twins have the best shot at surprising here? I or do you think it's know. a different. I, I thought maybe the White Sox were on the rise and they lost that Kopech. They got a lot of good young players, though. They could, you know, they're weird, aren't they? I mean, yes. the years you think they're going to be decent, they win 60. And the years you think they're going to be lousy, they're. I love their bad. trades a couple of years back, though. When, yes. when they traded those guys, they got maximum value in return. Mm. They thought they might sign Machado, but it got a little steep for them once it got past 200. But uh, they, uh, you know, I, I think. I think it's open season for everybody but Detroit and Kansas City. I think that I think the Twins and the either the Twins or the White Sox could win it. Uh we, if if Cleveland, you know, if Kluber if Kluber's wearing out, you know, if one of those guys gets sore, but they do have Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, you go in there for a three-game series, they got a chance to outpitch you. Yeah, just a <laughs> small chance. Yes. yes. You know who else they still got kicking around there who I would have taken in a heartbeat? That Danny Salazar. And I think they got him as a potential reliever now. But that guy, man, alive he had an arm yeah. a couple of years ago. He had a lot of injuries, a lot of inconsistency. But whew, when he was good, you had no chance. Anywho, uh, the, the guy the Twins are suddenly excited about here is Martin Perez. I was going to ask you about him. All it of a sudden, like he was he's good throwing Saturday. like 96. Yeah. Uh, they've... They, you know, they signed him by saying, we can help you, and it looks good so far, but with his injury history and everything else, who knows. Meanwhile, Jake yesterday. Yeah, I uh, saw your tweet. I had to go out and check Heather Rules here with her parents, and I knew they were standing down, sitting down the left field line. I had to go make sure they were still alive. Man, alive did they smack the living beejeebers out of him. Yeah, well, what, uh, what happened there? Oh, I don't know. He said he liked the shape of his pitches. You know, he liked he well, he wasn't uh, concerned because he pitched four innings in the dugout after uh, in the bullpen after he lasted two thirds. But what was, they, your, what they was your tweet? Just, what was your what, tweet? He liked the I shape said, of his shape pitches. Of his pitches. And I said the the uh, the Rays hit, uh, the Blue Jays hitters like the shape of the baseball dented when they hit it. Man, they killed him. It was brutal. I don't know. He's I don't trust the Rays. Do you? If the Rays give oh, CJ Crones yeah. looks fine this spring, mm-hmm. but I don't trust the Rays. I think you know. Well, how Morris, did Dickerson do Morrison, with Pittsburgh? he I think he's back. Yeah, he's still there. He, he won a goal. He wasn't too good. He dropped off offensively. Won a Gold Glove. But I, I'm with you. If if the Rays see something, Rays, that's yeah. the one thing I wonder. If, if they especially see if a guy's yeah. reasonably cheap. Yeah, if a guy's reasonably cheap. Yeah, I uh, texted my friend Mark Topkin and uh, in very profane language said, you sneaky bleepers. You know, uh, you know, I, I've i liked C.J. Crone for, but I, so far, but I fully expect him to stink. <laughs> you know, 190, 194. By the way. 12 the, home runs, yeah. By the way, the people's choice, Tyler Austin, who, <laughs> as you see, has is really a hard time figuring out how he makes the team. It's three for three his last two games down here. He's got, uh, he's, hmm. you know. So Where's he what? playing? Well, his first base is the only place he could play. Well, Somebody so, mentioned outfield, but his. Well, the Twins know. tried to sell us on the fact he was working in the outfield, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, good luck to you. I uh, I don't know. I would think they're they're 
trying to get something for him, but he's another guy you're going to have to basically, you know, DFA and see if somebody will give you a nobody for him. But, uh, you know, the, the Twins fans who pay attention liked him because he showed some power last year. But, uh, you know, they, they I, I got to fully admit I have no idea what the hell these guys are doing. Why they brought in Lucas Duda even on a minor league contract. The soft-spoken uh, Lucas soft-spoken. Duda, huh? Yeah, he didn't want to talk to Phil, which is, well, you know, Phil Miller, very controversial. So I can see why he didn't want to talk to him. Yeah. Long-time New York Post headline guy, Phil Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when did the Post had fun with Duda refusing to speak? That would have been, they would have got, they would have got a little, that wouldn't have been big news, but it would have been worth a little uh, derogatory headline. So, so do, you, do you like the ball club so far then? Where, uh, where do you fall on Rosario this? Rosario looks good. I like Buxton, even though he's striking out some. That's okay. He's taking a hack. I really like that. Sue Ann had a good column on him today about how he's determined uh, to. He's playing mad, which is better than playing scared, which he was at the plate previously. Yep. And Eddie looks good. They, I don't know. Eddie must want a pretty good hunk of money because they haven't uh, signed him. Kepler looks good this spring. Uh, third base, Marwin Gonzalez. We haven't seen much of him. Polanco's, yeah, I've decided, is an ordinary player. Uh, Jonathan Scope is a one-year fill-in, and uh, and uh, you know Crone, I, I don't know about. Behind the plate, uh, Castro's more of an out than he's ever been. Uh, Garver's still a hitter who's not a great catcher, and the people's choice, uh, Willens Ostadio, might not be a cinch to make the roster, which will uh, very upset whoa, a lot of whoa, us. Whoa, 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 what's going on? Well, because guys like without options, you know, he's got options. And uh, it, it, he'd probably start the year with them, but he also could maybe start the year in the minors and come up later. But they, they're, these guys are very big on not letting people go who don't have options. So, uh, uh, I, you know, that, that could hurt him that he's at the last minute uh, they could send him down. I, I think. I think he's going to make the club, but I don't think it's 100%. Do you know what the marketing opportunities that would be lost if Vastadia sent down? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think I don't think these guys worry about that stuff. I, Tim, Tom, Dave St. Peter and the boys might worry about it, but uh, no, he'll be back, but uh, there's a possibility he won't start the season because of the option situation before they... Like, if, if they can't, I, I don't think Austin has an option, so... If they decide they don't want to get get rid of him uh, for nothing, then there's a possibility that uh, you know our guy won't make it. And of course, I'll be very upset as will as will not just you. Every baseball fan in the United States of America will be upset, and not to mention Canada. I read your Sunday column. Yes, in which you declared him what the uh, well the uh, Lavelle's question was. Is Ostadio the greatest folk hero in Twins history based on resu- based on ra- lack of resume? And uh, I went through the whole roster and uh, and uh, I decided yes, he is. Uh, now it's a vague thing too because did guys become folk heroes before they became somewhat productive like Lou Ford? And I decided yes, he did because. Idiots could get a chance to go, Lou! We loved him before he ever got a hit, right? Yep. Because we could say, Lou. 
Uh, but yes, I did my two to eight grading, uh, starting with two as the lowest and uh, eight the highest. And I decided that even though he had a productive year, it was a one and done. Bill Daly, the relief pitcher from 1963, when we were still young and naive and fanatical about having Major League Baseball. And all of a sudden, this guy who they purchased from the Cleveland Indians right before opening day uh, for, you know, purchase back then might have been $3,000 and a dozen bats. I mean, a dozen balls. Uh, And he ended up being a very effective closer, pitched over 100 innings. And we were singing and somebody came up with a song, Won't You Come In, Bill Daly. And they played that all summer long when he came in to pitch, and the crowd had sing, and uh, and uh, he's still living. I, I discovered that. I think he's 83. Uh, somebody sent me a email last year. He's in poor health, and he has no pension benefits and nothing really from baseball because back then you needed five years of service time, and he was kind of uh, suggesting that uh, this was another uh, sad case of old-time baseball players making no money when they played the game and making no money for having played the game. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was. Uh, we, were, uh, we were pretty fanatical about him in 63, and actually the Twins in 63 held in there. Uh, they, you always kind of knew they were going to finish second in the 10-team league. But the Angels, in the, I think it was the Angels and them in 63 that uh, kind of stayed within uh, waving range of the Yankees that summer, so. 62 and 63, the Twins uh, Twins won a lot of games. They just didn't win enough to play the Yankees. But Bill Daly, I have declared to be our all-time great folk hero, based on resume. Bombo was second? Bombo, just because he was Bombo. And the other reason was, you know, Carew was gone, Heisel yep. was gone, Bostic was gone, and we were, we, were want, we were wanting to root for somebody. So Bombo was it. In uh, Patrick Plus, I had forgotten about the the short lived, I guess, Cubby's Corner. Cubby's Corner. I, I went about three years. About Cubby. Cubby's Corner. Did it go three bunch, years? I'd forgotten about it. A bunch of uh, college kids who like to drink beer came out and decided that they they sat there uh, behind third base, uh, upstairs in the upper deck, uh, in the second deck, uh, the way, you know, as far down as you could get in that second deck. Yep. They sat down in that corner. And cheered lustily for Cubby, and uh, with their signs, Cubby's Corner. And the thing grew a little bit. They probably ended up with 20 people in there, and they'd show up. They wouldn't show up every game, but when they show up, they were very rowdy and uh, very thirsty, from what I could tell. So, And Cubby, who was the yeah. most low-key guy of all time, was uh, was very amused by it. Very unlikely to have, as a personality, that Mike Cubbage became a major league manager, but he did in New York of all places. Right? Think, that's right. Did he, he did. manage the Mets? I for think a while? I think he did for a tick. Yes. Was there hitting? And was a longtime big league hitting coach. He could hit, you know, left-handed hitter, and that was back in the days of crazy platoons. And uh, he'd only play against right-handers. Uh, mostly, only play against right-handers. They had a guy named Larry Wolf who played against lefties, and he was terrible. <laughs> you got to tell the Larry Wolf story then. Yeah, my. Uh, this was back in the days of the St. Paul paper when nobody ever saw it. And the afternoon story would, you know, you kind of whatever came to mind because you had to write for two papers. And my lead one day was Larry. Larry Wolf must wake up every morning and why he's shaving and looking in the mirror, say to himself, 
I can't believe I'm still in the big leagues. <laughs> Something like that. In a game. This wasn't a gamer. This wasn't a cow. That's what I love. No, that's what I love. But it was I a gamer. Just, anything. It was a gamer. It was a day after. You know, it wasn't the more. It was the afternoon piece. But Did Larry ever find out? Well, do, plus do we have you evidence? Had, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Larry found out. Yeah, I could tell when he was reading it one day. Because all these sneaky SOB subscribers to the. Pioneer Press and Dispatch and mail it to the players when I said something to them oh, about okay. it. So like three, four days, all of it, three, four days later, they'd all be mad at me. And I'd say, oh, I got a <laughs> copy of that one. And uh, I'd say, God, did I write that? I can't remember that. Boy, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm churning out so much content. I what, can't... A, what a jerk. Oh. I can't believe it. I'll never do anything like that again. Okay. Because Pop you. Up was in the sporting news, right? Yeah. That, that was, was not a Pioneer news. Press no, dispatch no, no. deal. Okay. A, all right. That was the sporting news. Sporting news was dangerous back then because, you know, we'd have to write like 10 paragraphs, 10 inches of notes after they were downsizing baseball. But you still had to give them 10 inches of notes all winter. Mm -hmm. And you got to remember that beyond the winning meetings, nothing, there wasn't a general manager's meetings that created news or anything. Beyond that week of the winter meetings or those four or five days, nothing happened between... The end of the World Series and the start of spring training. Nothing happened. So you'd have like 12 weeks to just write nonsense. And, you know, there was no Internet to go to to see what a guy was hitting. And if you wanted to write about somebody playing in Venezuela, you had to send him a telegram, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, none of, there was none of there was no information available. So you just kind of called somebody or made all this BS up and. One time I decided to look back at the disappointment of Ron Jackson hitting in the middle of the lineup and said that Papa Up, uh, Papa Jack became known as Papa Up in RBI situations. And, you know, I didn't think anything about it. And a month later, I was in spring training, he wanted to kill me. <laughs> well, and, and the sporting news at that time, everybody read it, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the, the only difference. Way with that's the... the only way the players. Yeah, that was the. The, play, the players thought they were getting actual information. Those of us doing the 10 inches knew we weren't giving them any information because we didn't have any. And, uh, you know, somebody would be added. When when they added these guys to the roster, you know, the the non-roster invitees, yep. that was like four days before spring training started. It was, it was not like in January you could find out eight guys got invited to spring training. There were six-year minor league free agents. There wasn't such a thing. So. Right. So, but, you know. Let's face it. We, uh, I've always thought, you know, writing for two papers was was hard work, but compared to what they get out of beat writers now, it's not even close. Oh, so with, they, yeah, that's a pregame blogs. For, they want pregame pregame blogs for exhibition games for yeah. God's sake. So. How at what point too are we going to find it next to impossible to explain to people? What it used to be like. Like, if you try to describe the sporting news now, a 22 no. year old's going to look at you. What the hell? What well, are your you mailbox? talking about? Your yeah. mailbox? What are you talking about? Yeah. God. You know, the sporting news. Base, who's, who's Taylor Spink they talk about this award? You know? Baseball's Bible. Uh, but that, you can almost, you can almost see. Baseball's loss of its preeminent standing in this country by when sporting news started covering other sports and then emphasizing other sports. And all, you know, because on the masthead, 60s into the 70s, didn't it say baseball's Bible? Something like that. Yes, it yeah. did. 
Yep. And uh, and I don't know when was it early '80s maybe they started doing more NFL stuff and pretty well pretty soon it was you know baseball in the off season was in the back of the book as they say it was a big deal when they took the box scores out they used to run every oh, box, yeah, score run box score from the score. Do, yeah this is the type to, of thing I'm talking about yes, impossible to every describe. box score yes I got very and I when they did it. I when they stopped running them yes because yeah. you'd miss you'd miss some played on the West Coast. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I used to keep them when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and clip them out of the Tribune and have to, you know, okay, keep track of which ones I had to get out of the star in the afternoon, you know, because some <laughs> of the, the ones that didn't make it. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's, yeah, we have some, things have changed a little bit. Just a little bit. In fact, I got sent a, uh, I was trying to remember... This column I was writing about gambling, yes. uh, baseball and gambling, which is really, I mean, it's amazing that, uh, you know, this is just the start, I'm afraid. But anyway, I was trying to remember the name of the sports book that I watched half of the Super Bowl in, in the early 90s when I went out there with the Bobby Yates group and uh, and Kenny Olsen, which was a life-endangering experience, <laughs> even though I didn't drink. Uh, but anyway, I had... Chris Miller find the column and he sent it to me. I I wrote for the Monday paper after, well, God, the thing was forty inches long and it was great, man. <laughs> uh, it was terrific. Not to pat yourself like, on the back, no. But I mean, I was talking to a guy out there yeah. walking around with a sign on him saying, you know, how, he's, how often do you know advertising sign, getting his views on the Super Bowl, and what do you do? How often do you do this? He said. 40 hours a week, man. Wow. <laughs> but he liked the bill. He liked the pay. He liked the Cowboys. I wish I'd listened to him. But he was anyway, right. Yeah. Anyway, I texted uh, uh, Miller back, and I said, man, I was good when I was 47. He said, everybody's good when they write in Las Vegas, he said. So he dismissed the uh, the idea that uh, that was the case. So anyway. Of course he did. So, so this baseball and gambling. So now the the step that we learned last week, and, and I think that you went into the column to write about, was that managers now must, or the team, the club must submit the lineup? Uh, the club, yeah, the manager must, yeah, the club must submit the lineup 15 minutes before it's posted. Well, they can post it in the clubhouse. See, the difference now is, back in the day, if they posted it, Tom Kelly posted the clubhouse at 1230, one of us would wander in at one and see what the lineup is, right? Now you can't get in there till I think, Three thirty with the twins, or is it three? So before some media member might be able to see it, or Derek Dustin Morris releases it, yep. they have to send it to the commissioner's office, and then the commissioner's office sends it to MGM or whoever else in that industry wants to buy this big data package, and then apparently they run it through their computer and uh, and make see if they should change the line or not. But it's, you know, if, like Rocco, basically, you know, if he wants to, he can send his lineup before he leaves the ballpark for a night game, and it's okay unless you make some changes. But if you make changes, then you got to remake the changes. And you can make changes to that lineup if somebody fouls a ball off their foot in BP or something, mm-hmm. but you got to immediately notify the commissioner's office. But to me, it's just the opening of a large container of angle worms don't you think 
What, what do you have to like give them? If you're pitching an opener, do you then have to tell them who your next two are? You know, does, does Vegas want to know who the next two are? I've also heard that uh, I don't want to reveal sources because I haven't talked to them yet about it, but I also heard that at the annual scorers meeting that they have in uh, the New York area, mm-hmm. uh, there were ground rules laid out for scoring uh, based on the future of gambling, where baseball expects people to be uh, gambling on every at-bat. Uh, oh. You know, they expect they expect <laughs> in some states, and I don't think it'll happen in Minnesota. I can't see us uh, taking that. It's all by state regulation. But they expect in some states people to be on iPads or other tablets betting in the stands. Well, uh, this, automatically. This on, makes uh, sense with what Manfred said, though, about how great oh, yeah. it is our game takes eight hours to play. Out. I read a bunch of pieces oh, on this boy. who are saying the same thing. That, uh, you know, but, I mean, do you really want to get no. the crowd, get the hostile-type crazed gamblers uh, well, and, and what are the scores during a game? And what are the scores being told? I mean, if this happens, I don't know. what are they supposed I don't to do? I, I would guess what it is is... If you call it a hit, you can't look at the replay and you can't change it during the game. I mean, it, 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 it will have to be done after the game, and they're going to Vegas will pay off on whether it was a hit or not based on the original call. And then if it's changed, I don't think they want somebody in the fifth inning saying that's a hit and coming back in the seventh inning after listening to. Uh, PR guys and other people bitch about it uh, say that okay we're changing that to a double I don't think they I don't think they're going to allow in-game changes would be my uh, my guess because maybe they won't allow changes for a half hour after the game so everybody can get paid off on on the original box score something like this that. seems a little bit dicey oh, oh god it's terribly dicey you think Pete Rose is laughing Oh, well, you know what? Just let him Basically, in. Just Pete let him was, in Cooperstown, okay? Pete was calling Pete was calling Vegas and telling him what his lineup was <laughs> years ago. Pete was doing years the Manfred administration yes, service. Yes. Pete, should be there. Pete should be an executive in the league office. It's unbelievable. But everybody's going this route. Of course, the NFL is trying to act haughty about it. And, you know, these other, the NHL, the NBA, and MLB, only made like they got like twenty five million from MGM yep. for their deals. Yep. The NFL is being haughty about it. How much do you think they're going to get? Oh, when they, when they make one of these their official games. And this will be by their rules too. Yeah, they're they're not going to have Vegas you're not say you're be able to run on. You're not going to be able to bet on whether it's a pass or a run, or maybe you are. But uh, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be. But you know what's great about it's this? It's going to be five hundred million, not twenty five. Do you know what's million. great about this entire thing? And, and at least baseball is trying to take steps to ensure that that it looks on the up and up. What I love is my sport hockey. You can still declare that the guy has an upper body injury when in yes, fact his leg is hurt, and everybody says, "What's the gambling problem?" Yeah, but meanwhile, Vegas, the NHL is trying to leap into it too. Oh, I know they cut their I deal. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing about baseball, though, unlike hockey. Uh, well, basketball too. I guess you can, you could, would, would qualify. But the thing, result, you know, there's a result to bet on. You there with me? Yep. 
Okay, I heard a little. Cut out for one second. But it's fine now. Uh, but you you have a result to bet on, whether it's a ball or a strike or an out or an air or a hit. You have a result. How many results do you have to bet on per game? Right. Whereas in hockey, you don't have that many results. No, that's to bet true. On. I just you know, I just love. I mean, the what fact... can you about? You can't bet whether the. There's going to be a penalty the next trip down the ice. No, no, no. I just love the, the fact that this is the one league that still completely hides what's wrong with guys. And so, you know, if yeah, I'm if I'm right. some equipment guy and I think I've been screwed by the system and I know I might be willing oh, to Oh, hell some yes. Bad. Yeah, you're some guy making 42-5 yeah. uh, with tips. Uh, you know, if I here's work the, the deal, arena. though. How did I, NHL go from only doing this in the Stanley Cup playoffs to doing it in exhibition games? I think it was the Detroit GM got the wild hair that this was a great idea to not tell anybody. Ken Holland? Yeah, I think it was him. But the problem to me becomes, okay, if I know what's wrong and you don't, it gives me an advantage. Yes, you yeah, know, at yeah, least yeah. have the at least put it out there. You know, football. I know they lie, but at least they have a obligation to look like it's on the up and yeah. Well, they got to they got to qualify the people yep. by the, whether they you know if you say out and then he plays, uh, you're in trouble. You know, so yep. We ought to uh, uh, dwell into a couple of other things. Yeah, uh, what do you want to get to? Well, uh, if the Gophers lose to Penn State. Which is, by the way, six and two since February twelfth. Uh, are they in or out? I can't believe they're in, but everybody thinks they might still be in. How can they be in? I think yeah. that I think even if they yeah. lose to Penn State, they are in. But I think it's going to be fun to watch. It. Yeah. Well, yeah, what else and it also depends on how many underdogs win the uh, lesser conferences. But this whole new. Manny, correct me if I'm wrong here. He's gone. Jonathan's oh, in now. Jonathan, Jonathan, well, he doesn't know anything about basketball, so I won't. Well, he knows a lot about soccer, so he if, does, if you've got yeah, Arsenal yeah. questions, fire yeah. away. But here's the, this whole new net system and quadrant one and yes. stuff like that. Yes. That seems to me to be a system designed to get more teams from the big conferences in, right? And, yes. And screw the... Like Wolford, if it doesn't Wofford, if it as good as it is, if it doesn't win its conference tournament, yeah, we're tired of them. You can say, well, you have no quadrant one victories. Right. Meanwhile, Nebraska is listed as a quadrant one victory for the Gophers. Yep, and uh, you know, Penn State is a quadrant one victory, even though in the old system RPI, which was much better, they're eighty fourth. Penn State is eighty fourth. Yep. And the, uh, this, this to me is a whole scam devised by CBS and their other partners and the NCAA to get, uh, you know, to make sure if Syracuse finishes eighth in the ACC, we can still put them in the tournament instead of, uh, you know, the runner-up in the Missouri Valley Conference and, and stuff like that. They're, those those teams in the, uh, the, I would say, the Power Six conferences, because the Big East is a power conference, even though it's, you know, uh, six, seven. There's six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. Six of them, maybe. Uh, you know, if you're not, if you're one of the other 28 conference champions, you're in trouble. They, you know, they'll take two from that American conference, two or three, but uh, you know, what what do we got? We got twenty conferences that usually only get one, but occasionally get two. They're, yep, they're all screwed. They're they're uh, 
they're not going to. But you know you what? Know, this quadrant thing. You is, know what's going to help though, Pat? Intended to get a mediocre team like this is an underachieving Gopher basketball team that if it loses to Penn State, it's an it's had an embarrassing season. And yet it's going to go to the Well, they tournament. don't deserve to go then, but I think that, that they will. But you know what helps th- these teams? The Pac-12 is god-awful. Oh, if the well, Pac-12 uh, was halfway decent, yeah, th- this would be probably only going to take. They're probably only going to take two. Yeah, how about that? The Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Washington. And the Gophers beat the runaway champion, Washington. Ugh. Even though uh, Gabe, whatchamacallit, traveled before he made his winning points. Uh, we never bring that one up Dave when we're Kulcher. whining, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Or we never bring that one up when we're talking about the times the Gophers got robbed at the end by the officials. Did, did you we see don't. the Maryland game at all on Friday? It was on Fox Sports One, they so didn't it was show on. up, right? No show. They didn't. Yeah, it was. It was. I've no clue what they were doing. Yeah, we made the tournament, so now we don't. And by the way, is Isaiah? Uh, are we still claiming injury? I don't or... know anymore. I, I told you that from the Hoosiers game, which is now what yeah. two and a half, three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. He I think he doesn't want to play think him. They're, yeah, they're trying to run him out, and I, I, I don't think that'll be hard. But they're, they're obviously trying to run him out, don't you think? Yes. Is this the most overhyped, complete bust in uh, Gopher basketball history? Uh, complete bust, it might be, yes. Complete bust. I've I seen mean, guys bust, bust before. But, oh, we've had bust. Yeah, yeah. but this is, as this far, is, yeah. well, well, and, you know, considering, too, who he was, where he was from, the expectation that comes just with that Best alone. player of the year in New York. Yeah. So. Look at the jelly roll, man. Yeah. What an embarrassment. Yeah, so. And, you know, part right. of that's on the coach. There is no development took place. No development took place. The kid did have some. He's got quickness. He's got some uh, talent. There's no. Well, you tell me this. You tell me this. Who's the last golfer men's basketball coach to develop a player and make him substantially better than the day that that kid got on campus? Because Tubby didn't. Haskins. Tubby Clem didn't. Haskins. Yeah. Dan Munson didn't. Right. Dan Munson did. No. Clem Haskins. Okay. Yes. Well, that's Clem, Clem twenty years you, ago now. Yeah. Clem made you play defense and rebound. He, he created a base. Willie Burton. You think Willie Burton wanted a rebound? No. Willie Burton had no interest in rebounding, and Clem screamed at him and sat him until he started rebounding. He ended up being a hell of a rebounder. Yep. And and play defense. You think, you know, Willie came in. He was, you know, he was going to be, uh, you know, sh- thought he should have been in the Fab Five, for goodness sakes. And uh, he uh, ended up uh, being one of the great gophers of all time because uh, because uh, Clem made him rebound. No, Vashon was the guy who thought he should have been the Fab Six. Excuse yeah, and, v- and Vashon was fantastic at the time. A great shooter, great shooter. But he I'm was... talking about guys who got here, and then you say, okay, that kid went from being a pretty good player to developing into an outstanding player, and I can't remember too many examples since 2000. Melvin Newbert. I can, name, oh, yeah. I can name a bunch of them for a You're right about Melvin, Melvin Newburn. Melvin Newburn came in and he could barely dribble. Yep. And uh, ended up being a moose. And, uh, you know, a lot of players. Clem, Clem developed players. These guys don't. Did you see the picture of Mariucci I sent you on Saturday night? Holy cow. This is sad hey, now. Hey, well, here's what's sad. And I know you're an anti Big Ten guy, but really, uh, you're playing Michigan in the first round. In former years, you would have been playing Anchorage, yep. right? Yep. In the WCHA. Yep. So what 
what is it? What is it? The big the Big Ten had was it last year? They had three of the four teams in the Frozen Four. Yeah, or two years ago. Uh, I think it was last year. Last year, three it got of the four substantially teams. better. Yes. Yes, I mean, what? It's Michigan. Michigan, look look back in your I, archives. Michigan was our number one rival. Why in the hell don't you go watch Michigan? I'm going to use I'm going to use two words and and then take my headset off and back away because you might bristle and go on an unchained rant. But I really think the demise of Gopher hockey is damn near a perfect storm. Well, it, yes, and and it, here and here's the thing though. Here's the thing I was thinking about in the last few days that people don't talk about enough. They moved into that new building in 93, which coincided with yeah. the North Stars going to Dallas, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, right, yeah. Attrition had... Attrition happens slowly, right? It doesn't ha- yes. happen in one year or five years. So the Wild comes in. So so they essentially had... Seven years. They had a yes, seven-year run. Of They were of... the only game really in town, and everyone wanted to be there. And they were better than everybody else. Yep. They were... The college hockey was not what it is now. It wasn't as balanced. You're right. Uh, you know, remember back then, if they had a two-game losing streak, it was fire Wook. And so, he was eventually let fire, go or left yeah, for Lucia, yeah. yes. But, yeah, there's uh, – and the other thing is, well, remember, when was it we cracked down on students' profanity? And uh, was that seven, eight, ten years ago? The, the students couldn't taunt. They didn't want the students sitting there in that section behind the goalie and taunting. What? The other thing is they let everybody in for a reasonable price, and now it's outrageous. Yeah. Now, although although the this ticket weekend, price is somebody said it was twenty five and thirty bucks. It was not so. bad. It it was not bad. Now they now they didn't include this as part of the uh, season ticket package for the last for those two games on Friday and Saturday. But I think it was thirty or thirty five bucks for an ordinary Joe. It was like yeah. twenty five bucks uh-huh. if you were a season ticket holder to like can, any go for sport. Here's what they're going to try, and at these prices. You cannot then slap on, you know, what they used to do is yeah. slap on a three-game WCHA series. Yes. And then say either A, if it's not played, we'll apply it to your next year's, or or B, even better, make it a donation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they uh, – but, you know, they would have had prob- – I, I keep saying back then, if they didn't make it part of the season ticket package, they would have had 3,000 people for Anchorage, you know. On an opening weekend. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean they would have. But I mean, but this but, just this just shines a light oh! on what we've been talking about for how long now, and the and the gradual just descent of this program from this is the biggest drop off of a sport. Oh yes, not a team, but of a sport that I've well, seen they, in, in my lifetime. And in this the town. local uh, newspapers were ahead of the curve on this. Uh, we, yep, we we stopped basically having a beat writer four or five years ago. Uh, St. Paul, of course, because of their uh, manpower problems. You know they're. They got Jess governing them basically now for the that mm-hmm. Fargo Forum services, but here's the the other thing I was thinking about this: where are they in this market now? As far as interest, I tweeted this out: Vikings one. Yep. I give the Wild two right now. Still, even though we're, they're a disappointment, uh, if they make the playoffs, we're always fired up, and they kind of capture the whole Twin Cities at least for ten days. Uh, Twins three. Timberwolves four, mm-hmm. go for football five, mm-hmm. go for basketball six, mm-hmm. United seven, and, and United might be going and, up that list. Yeah, Don't get United yourself. seven, they might be, and Lynx 
women's Whalen's basketball team and the Gopher hockey team tied for eighth. The Gopher hockey program and Mark Oil have tied for eighth. Have no business charging any scholarship fees no. in that building, and they should be immediately removed from any ticket. And the other thing they should do is start letting students in for free. Yeah, I'd be uh, fine with that. I think they should let students in for free for football and to all three sports. And or a you know a nominal, you know, fifty bucks for the whole year. Yep. You know, well, they and, gotta and put aside, you know, however many thousands of seats, and uh, you know, you got to get students in there to make people think it's lively. Coyle has I mean, attendance problems in every sport that truly matters. Yeah, and it's not his fault. It's uh, no, but they, they, he does. It's Woody's. Yeah. Woody's, Woody, Woody misread the room as much as anybody in <laughs> misread history. Misread the room on a lot of things. Misread the room. <laughs> I don't think it was At just... the dinner, he misread the room, He should have been too. texting ideas for yeah, ticket sales yeah. instead of to the... Not only did he see googly eyes from the uh, staff members, he saw it from the fans, and boy, was he wrong. <clears throat> okay, yeah. we've got to get to uh, Positive Pat and Unchained before we're done. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, is there anything I'm really upset about? Uh... I, I uh, yeah, not really. Not, okay. I, I don't know what I'm upset about. I guess I'm upset that it's baseball season's about to begin. The NBA is, you know, certainly gets its share of the news. The NHL is everything, you know. Any did right, you know. You got the battle for the playoffs. And Antonio Brown gets traded, and it's the only thing that matters. You turn on Sports Talk, and they talk about it for hours. Hours. Yeah. You're That's not wrong. It. Yeah. Roll with and it. by the way, how stupid do you have to be to let Khalil Mack go and then spend your money on Antonio Brown? Oh, John, you know what, though? John He's Gruden. An yeah. idiot. Yeah. And he got, yeah, you know, this is he, not, let, yeah. he let, he, he did, he made a good deal for Cooper. I'll, I'll say that. But, you know, this, Brown will. You know, it's it. They, it's a good trade when you look at it alone. You know what I think, a Pat? Third and a fifth, but why in the hell would he not you know give what the I, money to Khalil Mack, who single-handedly made the Bears the you know power what I smell? of the NFC Central? You know what I smell, Roycey? I smell somewhere along the line in the last twelve months or so, some type of cash influx came into that club. I think they got. I think they got rid of Mac because they were having financial problems, and I think because they're going to Vegas, somebody eventually yes. was going to give them money. Yeah, well, he's spending a lot of money though. He's isn't isn't like between what he has to give the league and what his share of the stadium is there. It's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, probably. All right, yeah. positive. But positive, Pat. Uh, apparently, we had a hell of a hockey tournament. I was rooting for Eden Prairie, and uh, because of Lee Smith, but Edina wins their thirteenth. And boy, uh, how many NHLers have just moved into a high school job and made it their own like Giles and apparently not worried about leaving or going anywhere or you know in that sport he could he could have went back and coached UMD don't you think he could have been yeah uh, you know absolutely uh, somewhere yeah and uh, he just stays there and uh, figures out a way to uh, keep on winning that now Chorsky's kid got the winner did he uh, and well, Chorsky's no, no, he he did not. But Chorsky's kid plays on that team, and his daughter played on the state championship Edina girls team. Oh wow! So oh, he's I got, didn't realize they won the girls again. Yeah, so he's got uh, two championships in that house. That is uh, that is the modern that is the modern hated school versus the 
traditional hated school, Lowy died in Eden Prairie, right. isn't it? That's right up the. Uh, that's that's uh, everybody uh, gets very jealous of those. Uh, I mean, I mean, all the people from Wyzetta that are jealous of uh, Eden Prairie. You're bigger than Eden Prairie. Win. Uh, and everybody's bigger. A lot of them are bigger than Edina. But uh, anyway, uh, Kurt Giles, uh, uh, what a, thir- 13 total now, right? Did, Three, uh, Dinah, did Unchained total. Pat just jump positive, Pat? The, the uh, Wyzetta rant about winning. No, 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 people. I'm, I'm defending Eden right. Prairie. I'm defending Eden uh, okay. Prairie and All saying, right. there, you know, there's, there's great big schools that aren't winning. And, uh, okay. you know, there's a difference here. So uh, anyway, I guess that's it. And uh, let's uh, let's throw a little accolade in for St. Thomas, which has its women's team in the Final Four in basketball, and their uh, women's hockey team in the Final Four in, in the Frozen Four in hockey. Very nice. How about that? Very nice. Little school like St. Thomas. They're up underdog, against it. Underdog school they're, like St. Thomas. They're up against it. All right, we're done. Goodbye. Bye. Talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good.